Hey friends, welcome back to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. Today you get to hear a conversation I had with Morgan Scully. And Morgan's story might sound familiar to your own. From a young age, Morgan knew she wanted to be in the profession of helping and healing. She graduated with a BS in psychology and an MA in counseling with a goal of entering the mental health profession. But moving with the military made starting her own practice challenging. She tried everything from teaching school to planning travel to getting involved with an MLM. But she always knew she was meant for more. And she had a passion for mental health. Today, Morgan works as an equine gestaltist. Don't know what that is? You'll find out today. We're going to talk about Morgan's journey, what she's learned along the way, and how she was finally able to find a way to combine her background and passion for mental health with her love and respect of animals and step into a purpose that is truly a dream come true. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Hi, I'm Christine, a military spouse of over 10 years, mom of littles, and self-professed coffee connoisseur. I believe you have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. We'll help you navigate life as a military spouse, prioritize what matters most, and show you that you don't have to wait for tomorrow to chase your dreams. It's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. All right, before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that next week on the podcast, we are doing a deep dive into your identity and how to create a life that inspires you as a military spouse. I'm calling it the More Than a Mill Spouse series because next week we are celebrating Military Spouse Appreciation Day. And so I decided to do a deeper dive into how to actually create a life you love as a military spouse. This is not about embracing the sucky parts of military life or just being quote unquote more positive. It's about how we actually pull ourselves out from this place where we feel stuck, how we find our authentic selves, and how we begin this process of truly transforming our lives from the inside out. If you are ready to understand yourself more, if you are ready to find your identity outside of being a military spouse, if you are wondering, what do I do with my life? This series is for you. It is absolutely free. All you have to do is keep listening in your favorite podcast app. We are breaking this down into a five-day series. On day one, we're going to talk about why you feel unfulfilled. On day two, we're going to talk about how we begin this process of getting unstuck. On day three, we're going to talk about unlocking your purpose and passion. On day four, we're going to talk about time management and how we actually find the time for what we want. And then we're going to wrap up the series on Friday talking about what it looks like and what it feels like to step into a life that inspires you as a military spouse. There will also be a workbook to go along with that series that I will have for you next week 
there will be some practical actions that you can take at the end of each day to help you implement what we discuss each day. So I hope you will join us for that and even more than that, that you will share this series with a friend so that you can listen together, so that you can work through the exercises together and that you will end next week feeling more inspired and empowered to show up as more than a mill spouse. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Morgan talking about finding your own identity as a military spouse, dealing with the unique stresses of military life, and what it feels like to step into your unique purpose. Morgan Scully, welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. Would you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, as, she, as you said, my name is Morgan, and um, I have been military spouse since 2007. I grew up in Texas, just north of the Houston area. And when I, I went to Texas A&M University, I got my degree in psychology there and went on to Sam Houston State, where I got my master's in counseling. And throughout all of that, I was dating my now husband. He went to the Air Force Academy and we dated long distance the whole four years that he was there. Once I graduated from Sam Houston, and that's when we got married, um, December of 2007. And we've been, you know, I, I didn't even count. We've been maybe five places now together. And um, we're now, we've ended up in Colorado Springs area, and that's where we're going to stay. He's transitioned into the reserves. So this is home now, and we've been here um, seven, almost, yeah, seven years now. So that's a long time. It's an amazingly long time in military years. (laughs) So like I said, I got my undergrad psychology, my master's in counseling. And right after I graduated, we moved to Del Rio for pilot training for him. And I never really got to use my degree. I worked at the mental health clinic in town. And then when we realized he was going to faith, I worked at a small private school. And um, Del Rio was one of our favorite stations that we were, we've ever been at. I love being part of the community there. Uh, I was never able to get my full license though, because there was nobody there to supervise me. And so I never got to do exactly what it was I had gone to school for and had a passion for. Um, I had some other jobs in between while we were in other stations. And then we came here. And when we realized that we were going to stay here and stay put, um, my girl's started, you know, school age, and it was time for me to find what it was I wanted to do with my time. I, um, like I said, I've always loved the mental health field. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, she started taking horseback riding lessons. And I started noticing that when we would go out there, if I had been hurried or stressed to get to the lesson on time, it didn't matter because when I left, I was calm and I felt different than when I arrived at the barn. And so that kind of got me thinking and I started exploring some different options about equine therapy and landed on the Touched by Horse program. Um, then the pandemic hit and my husband transitioned from active duty to the reserves on 
February 29th of 2020. Um, so <laughs> you were so not prepared. <laughs> you were not prepared. And uh, he did have a, an offer for one of the major airlines, but had not started training. So that didn't come to fruition right away. We made it through. It was not the easiest, but through all of that, it was kind of evident, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You should just go for it. And so I applied for the Touch by Horse program and I was accepted and started January of 2021. That's awesome. Okay. So let's first go back to going to Del Rio. And since I have been there personally, I, I can totally vouch for sometimes you get an assignment and it is not what you want. Uh, the opportunities are not what you are hoping for. And yet it is some of these small bases in the middle of seemingly nowhere where you can really build some amazing yes. friendships and and have some amazing opportunities if you are willing to go outside what you expected and the original ideas you had for your life. So I know for me going there and realizing unless I'm bilingual, I'm probably not getting a job in marketing and saying, okay, like now what do I do? So I kind of feel like that was the same for you. Talk a little bit about what it was like to have that realization that I cannot do the thing I thought I was going to do. And where do I go from here? So, you know, we moved there. We were, we had been married maybe three months at the time when we moved to Del Rio. So no kids yet or anything like that. And I wanted to get out. I wanted to do something, you know, during the day. And so I, I applied first for the mental health clinic. And I thought, well, that's at least in line with my degree and what I had wanted to do. And, you know, I can get some experience that way. And I stayed with that job for a little while, but it was not something long-term. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be when I took the position. And I learned a lot. I've learned so much from every job that I've had. You know, everyone has, has been what I needed at that time. And um, I've taken great things away from all of them. And so I, I did um, put in my notice for that one when we found out he was going to fake. And I decided that I would go teach. And my mom was a teacher all growing up and um, I love working with kids. And so that still was, I could do something that I love. And I applied at the sweet private school and I loved my two years there. Um, the only reason I quit that was because I had my first little girl. Um, and also while I was teaching there, I taught dance at the local dance studio and the connections that you got to make and being out in town. And, you know, when I taught at the private school, I had this mixture of kids. Some of them lived in the town. A few of them were military. But you also had kids that would cross the border and come over for school. And then you had like the ranch kids that would come in. And so it was this really interesting mix of families and kids. And I just, I loved it. And I still think about a lot of those kids. Some of them, you know, I still follow on Facebook. And so I think that's what made Del Rio such a great assignment was like you said, the connections and yes, it was a small town, but we had fun. You know, we lived on base. So all of our friends were within walking distance and drop nights were a huge deal. You know, it was just, it's, we've never been in a base like Del Rio. And I think um, we really learned to make the most of any situation at that location. And 
you know, we still keep in contact with a lot of the people we met there. Same, same. Yeah, it's it's crazy to say, okay, that that's not like the assignment of anybody's dreams necessarily, but just what is possible when you can just say, okay, let's let's choose to make the most of this and then to see what comes out of that. Yeah. So let's walk through, you move around some and you're still trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do? And was it really that your kids going back and starting school that were like, okay, it's time for me to step into the next season? I think part of it, because I did some, you know, I, I, I did the multi-level marketing and that's, I don't, that's not my personality. That's not, doesn't play to my strengths. So that was just not the right fit for me. Um, I did a travel agent. I was a travel agent for a while. And then that kind of in the pandemic was sort of what phased out of that. And it, it was my daughter's, my youngest started kindergarten this year. And so she would be gone, you know, half day every day. And I was ready. I was ready to have something that was for me and that I felt like I was really making a difference in the world. And mental health had always been kind of that thing for me. And the fact that I get to do it with animals was just a huge plus in my book. So I knew when I found this, it was, it was such a quick decision for me to apply and then be accepted that I knew it had to be right because it was just, it it felt right. It just, it was time. So talk about exactly what it is that this program was and what it is that you now do. So the program, it was a two-year program and um, it's a certification program. So I went through a lot of training on um, gestalt therapy is what we use, which is an experiential therapeutic process. So I learned all about gestalt and how to do gestalt and Then we also learned how to work with horses as our partners. In this partnership, the horse is equal, in some cases, far superior to what I can do for my client. And I look to them for information, for guidance, for clues as to what's really going on in my client's body. We do a lot with somatic work and the chakras in the body. Um, This was something I had never dabbled in. Like, I knew nothing about this, but it interested me in the fact that it had a horse. And the thing that really drew me to this particular program was how much she honored the horses in the work that she does. The Melissa Pierce is the developer um, of Touch by Horse and the Equine Gestalt coaching method. And so that kind of was what set this particular um, program apart for me. And I went in and I didn't know anything about horses. I didn't grow up with horses. I just have always loved animals. And it's just incredible what I learned. We we had to go through our own work. We had to do our own work and as part of our certification process uh, because we can be more effective for our clients if we don't have all that stuff still in our background. Um, and then I just learned about all about horses and in two years we acquired two horses of our own. Um, and so it was kind of a whirlwind. Uh, it doesn't feel like it was just two years ago I started, but here we are and I'm ready. And, um, I feel like it was my true calling that this was what I was meant to do. It's so fun to see how all of these pieces of our story can actually come together, especially when we are willing to think outside the box because we all have this idea of I want 
to be more than a mill spouse. I want to have this way that I am able to serve and, and really to make a difference. But then you go through and you're like, okay, like, how do I find my thing? How do I find my purpose? And, you know, there's an element to teaching. There's an element to mental health. There's this element of, well, I mean, I think a lot of us as military spouses at one point or another have tried the MLM approach, like, let me just find a way that I can have that time freedom, that flexibility, and still bring in that income. And then to say, hey, I also have this love for animals. How in the world do all of these pieces fit together? And so to to begin to step into, okay, that's that there is even a program out there that kind of combines all of the things that I'm passionate about and allows me to make a difference in the lives of others. Um, and that's just so powerful. And I think when we can find those ways to use what is unique to us and to make an impact on other people, that's where we will ultimately find that fulfillment that we are looking for. I don't know a lot about this therapy, Gestalt therapy. So can you explain what it is and actually how it works? Sure, sure thing. So Gestalt is a German word and there's not um, an exact translation to English, but um, a rough translation would be wholeness or flowing into wholeness. So you want to come into your whole self. Um, it's a very experiential. And so, so when you come out, with my horse, it's, uh, you, we set up what's called an experiment. You do a piece of work and you set up an experiment for you to be able to have an experience around your trauma, your loss, you know, whatever, whatever it is bringing you to me at the time. And the principle behind that is that you will never forget something that you experience. And I feel like that usually it's an experience that's bringing somebody to me, right? So they've, they've experienced something in their past that, they would like to deal with or move on from. So we're going to create a new experience that takes the charge out of that old one. It lets you finish all that unfinished business. And it takes this background from your life that could be affecting your present and makes it no, it, it, no more charge. And so it's all about getting rid of that unfinished business, completing that unfinished business. And then the horse, a horse is a natural gestaltist. So if you live a gestalt way of life, you live in the present moment. You don't worry about what's happened in the past and you're not anxious about what's going to happen in the future. And that is a horse. So left out in their natural state, they are very present centered. They don't hold grudges. Um, they don't worry about what's going to happen to them in five minutes. They're all about in the moment. And the cool thing about horses is they're very drawn to people who are incongruent. So we as humans can only hear what somebody is saying to us. We can't see what they're thinking. We don't know what they're feeling in their body. A horse can see when all three of those things are incongruence. So a horse doesn't care if you're mad or you're angry. That's not going to scare them as long as you're mad or angry throughout your whole body. And then they're going to be drawn to you. They're going to want to be near you. And so that's when they come in and they can give me clues if my client is not in congruence with themselves. So that's kind of the overview of Gestalt uh, and how the horse plays a part in it. And there's my partner. Um, and you can do Gestalt without horses. It, it's just really cool to have a horse there. 
<laughs> you know, supporting what you're saying as a client because they will, they'll let you know if what you're saying is really your truth or not. And so then does the horse play a role in not just identifying that there's a lack of congruence, but in the healing process as well? Can and that that's really a cool thing to watch. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with Reiki. You ever heard a little of bit? Reiki? Okay, okay. So horses are able to um, basically tune our chakras for us. So our chakras are energy sources, and they have you know certain vibrations. And a horse can take their body, line it up with your chakra, and t- and tune your chakra much like a tuning fork would do. Um, and so that can help with the healing process. And they also um, are able to pull negative energy from our bodies. And then they get rid of it for us in a bunch of different ways. So yes, they can alert. And then they also can help with the healing of the somatics in the body. So what has this process been like as you learned this model of therapy? And then you've gotten the horses. How has kind of developing your own practice looked like? And and what is what are some of the things that you've learned through this process? Oh, gosh. Well, I learned a lot about myself throughout the training, for sure, because that was part of it. You know, doing I learned all about my values and um, what they are. I learned about my parts of self and kind of what parts show up in different situations and how to change that. And then I've learned, I never thought that I would be starting my own business. And that was probably the biggest learning curve for me. Um, because I'm, I'm temperament is a huge part of what we do in this program. And I'm very much an introvert. And so getting out there and talking to people and getting my name out there has been hands down the hardest part for me. Um, I'm also not super into technology, I guess. So, you know, building my own website and getting all of that set up, those have been, they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. I'll say that. But those were the most intimidating things when I first started. And I think just making myself do it has been because it's one of those you always or at least I did would imagine worst case scenario. And very rarely does the worst case scenario happen. So pushing myself past my comfort zone has been the biggest thing. I mean, and that's where the growth takes place, right? When we step into, okay, here's the thing that I feel called to do. And it's always going to take us outside of our comfort zone. And then when we step into that, then we reach that next level of growth and our ability to make an impact in the lives of others. So talk to us a little more about this program. And like you said, you talk about values and, and what are some of these elements that you work through with somebody? Okay, so probably my favorite thing that I did in this program, other than, you know, learning about the horses, but the favorite tool that we we had to use in this program was vision. So I, I know a lot of people have probably heard of vision boards, and those are great, but handwriting a vision is one of the most powerful things you can do, and the bigger the better. And very first assignment when I started this program was to write my vision. And I wrote it and I I enjoy writing. So this was a fun thing for me to do. And, you know, she would, our coach and and Melissa, the creator would always say, if your palms don't sweat, it's not big enough. And so pushing myself because I would get hung up on the, well, how is this going to happen? Like, 
really like how how is all this going to happen in three years or whatever the time frame may have been i would get hung up on that and that's not what you need to focus on and so when i go back and i read you know my first vision that i wrote or look back at just how far i've come it's incredible to see how much has happened in that vision and you know the first thing i did when i got my certification was to rewrite my vision for you know more years into the future with with what i wanted for this business and just learning that putting things out there it's really incredible what comes back to you when you have the right mindset and you just believe and you trust which trust is my number one value that was very eye opening as well we had to do our our top values like what you would think of in mind's trust we also had to do our top move away values to see what is it that we avoid at all costs? You know, and, and mine was conflict or is conflict. And so learning all this about yourself, you can really stop in any situation and, and see how these are these values or, or you know your vision or whatever it may be is playing into that situation. And it's pretty empowering to know what's going on behind the scenes, sort of, you know, to understand and then also the temperament that Temperament fascinates me and um, how that plays into your daily life and the decisions you make and how you react to a situation. Well, there's just so much power in knowing ourselves and, mm -hmm. and knowing, having that understanding of who we are as people because it's so easy to get caught up in life and busyness and doing all the things that we completely lose sense of what really matters to us and and sometimes like even who we are as we're like trying to reinvent ourselves with each and every move that we make and, and saying okay like okay well now I'm a teacher or now I'm this or that and and to have that understanding of these are the core of who I am as a person mm -hmm. and that that can be really powerful. It it is, and it's interesting to go back and look too at things that have happened in the past or decisions that I've made in the past to see even though I didn't clearly have my values defined at that time, they still played a huge role in whatever the decision was I made or you know how the outcome of the situation, whatever it may be. To go back and look at that, it's like oh yeah, these have always been part of who I am and now I can see, you know, and, and now it's just, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it's more clear um, when I'm making decisions or whatever it may be to have those defined. So when it comes to therapy, are you able to do therapy without the horses or is the horse an essential piece of the therapy? The horse is definitely the most fun part of it, but I think that it's not, what I like to do is kind of a combination. So it's not practical for somebody to come out and do a horse, uh, you know, an equine session every time, nor is it needed every time because that's when the real deep um, work happens and you might not need to do a huge deep piece every time you come see me. So you can, you can do either phone or Zoom sessions. You know, maybe you do three or four Zoom sessions and then you come out and you do a session with the horse and then we do follow-up Zoom sessions for the next part. So a kind of a combination. You don't have to have the horse there. We can do groups. You can do um, Zoom groups. It's it, workshops, retreats. There's all different formats. The horse just kind of 
emphasizes everything, but you know, the horse is not necessary. And like right now in Colorado, horse sessions are not, the weather's too unpredictable. So it is more seasonal uh, to be able to have the equine sessions. So are you able to work with people who are not in Colorado? I am. I am. We can do Zoom sessions. We can do Zoom groups, phone calls. I do prefer Zoom sessions. I like to see people face-to-face and because so much depends on body language and what their body's doing when they say something that you can't necessarily pick up over the phone. So yeah, Zoom sessions are a great way to do that. And then if the Zoom sessions get to a point where they're like, you know what, I think I want to come out and do an equine session, then you know, that we can, we can arrange that and we can do even like an intensive, like three or four equine sessions over a weekend to make their trip worth it. If it, you know, if it gets to that point. So talk about the transformation that you've seen and what it's been like in your own life to be able to identify the things that have been holding you back and to work through that and with others that you've worked with. Okay. I'll start with myself. So personally, I was a big time worrier. I could worry about anything really well. And that was not serving me well, Um, especially I think in this lifestyle, you know, through deployments and whatnot, worrying does not make it go faster. It doesn't make them come home faster. All it does is make you miserable. And more stressed. And more stressed, you know, for the three, six, nine, 12, however long they're gone. And so I, that was one of the biggest things I worked on and kind of where my anxiety was coming from and keeping it at bay and not letting it creep in. And when it did creep in, being able to say, whoa, this is not happening right now. This is not something I need to worry about. We'll worry about it when it happens. And I think I was really tested on that through the pandemic with just the uncertainty of careers and and all of that. So I was thankful I was in the program during that because we did have every other week we had a call. We had, we had coaches throughout this program and we would have a call every other week. And so she kind of kept me in check with that. And then to look back and see how I came into this with zero horse knowledge and zero knowledge about energy work to where I am now being able to recognize it, being able to take care of my horses when there is a problem, knowing what to do, you know, look, I think looking back is such a powerful tool because we don't always feel like we've accomplished a lot, but we have because all those little small victories lead to this huge success. And so learning to be more appreciative of the little things and take a step back and say, you know what, that was really incredible that I just did that has been a big thing for me. Now, on a client level, there were some people that I went through training with. So I got to see, you know, two years worth of transformation in them. And one in particular that I'm thinking of made a really big impression on me. She was very quiet, very neat. Her voice would kind of shake when she would speak, just not not a ton of confidence. And to think about her now and what she's doing and that you know, she's bold, she speaks her mind, she's confident in what she does. I think that 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 was one of the most impactful 
transformations that I have seen. I think just watching people come into the seat with their shoulders slumped, their voice shaky, cracking, and watch them leave the arena with their shoulders back, their head up, and their voice clearer, where you can actually hear a difference in their voice, that is one of the reasons why I do this. For sure. To be able to see somebody develop that confidence to get clarity, to be able to break free from anxiety, because we all know that there's a lot of stress and uncertainty that comes with this military lifestyle. And and to be able to say, I'm not going to let these obstacles and the uncertainty of it all define me and keep me feeling stuck, playing small, not having that confidence to fully step into who each of us were created to be. That's powerful. It is. It is. It's a it's a good feeling. It's um it's a feeling that kind of solidifies the fact that you're where you should be, I think. At least for me. The feeling that I would leave, you know, the trainings with, the feeling that I have now with this business, it's just confirmation that, yep. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Which is an amazing feeling to have. It is. I mean, I think that's what we ultimately are all after is that peace that we are exactly where we need to be right now. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, I'm very curious because you talked about writing out your big vision. What is your dream? What is your vision for the future? So, well, my original vision, it talked a lot about finding a horse and, and the horse coming to me and here we are with two horses and I do believe that they found me. I don't take any credit for finding them. I think that they they found their way to me in their, their own time. I'm very thankful for that. And um, like one example was I talked about having a horse trailer and I'd forgotten about that part. We have a horse trailer now to transport Trixie. Um, so it was, there's those things like that. I think the future stuff that has not manifested yet, um, I would love to write a book. That's uh, something I dream about. I, I want to get more time in the business under my belt before I do that. I want it to be a very credible product when I put it out. And so that's a big one for me. Um, eventually owning some land where the horses can live in our backyard is a big dream for us. We attempted this go round for that to happen, but the the universe made it very clear it is not quite time for that. So that's okay. It will happen in the future. And let's see, what are the other big ones? I have a couple um, retreat type or workshop type things in my vision that I would love to do in the future. Uh, One of them is a joint venture with another coach who has big time military ties where she would work with the adults from the family and I would take the kiddos and the teens and we would do like a long weekend type retreat for families. Um, So yeah, those are the big things that I'm looking forward to happening in the future. That is awesome. And I think it's important for us to all recognize that just because something doesn't happen right when we think we want it to, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. That that just means the timing is not right at this season, but there's so much power when we can start to dream about what is possible for the future and to get that clarity on what we really want and what is most important 
to us so that we can really start to just take those baby steps, those action steps in the right direction. And it's those little changes, those like 1% changes, those things that we don't feel like are a big thing. But when we can do that and show up consistently, that's how we achieve those big results. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. So much for having me. This was so great. So how can everybody connect with you, find out more about what you do, or if they're interested in doing a virtual session, tell us all the things. Okay, so my website is um, www.barndoorbeginnings.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, same thing, Barn Door Beginnings. And then my email is just morgan at barndoorbeginnings.com. Perfect. Well, I will link all of that below in the show notes. Thank you again for sharing your story, your journey to purpose as a military spouse, because I think it's important for us to hear that this is possible for us as military spouses. And that journey is going to look unique for all of us, but it is available to us. And when we can really step into what that is, that feeling that we got we are right where we need to be is so powerful. Friends, thank you so much for listening today. You are more than a mill spouse and I am rooting for you. I hope you will go check out barndoorbeginnings.com, connect with Morgan. I just wanna say I am so excited for this deep dive that we're gonna go on together next week where we'll be able to dive into what's really holding you back and how you can step into your full potential and feel empowered to create a life of more meaning and less overwhelm as a military spouse. Until then, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.